Welcome to Leadership Works, the podcast focused on leadership in our challenging world. Now introducing your host, Dr. John Bedger, a leader, practitioner, and a scholar. It's a pleasure to have everyone on the Leadership Works podcast. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Leadership Works podcast. I'm your host, Dr. John Bedker. Well, today is the fourth in a series on Belarus. We began this series by me reading a letter on Belarus National Day, which is the 3rd of July each year, one day before our 4th of July in the United States. I began a series by reading a short note from the Secretary of State, Tony Blinken. And I think it's important in this final episode of the Belarus series to begin by doing the same. Here's the letter from Secretary Blinken. Today is Belarus' official Independence Day. On behalf of the United States of America, I send my warmest wishes to the people of Belarus. On Independence Day, despite being an occasion to celebrate hard-won freedoms, Belarusians remain unable to determine their country's future or express their views without fear of harsh reprisal. For the second year in a row, too many Belarusian families will mark this Independence Day separated from their loved ones, as more than 1,200 political prisoners languish in prisons for trying to exercise the freedoms this day is supposed to symbolize. The United States stands with the people of Belarus who continue to seek the promise of true independence and demonstrate great courage in pursuit of freedom, democracy, and accountability. All right, so that's where we began the series. And I begin this last in the series with that as well, because context is important. In each of our leadership journeys, we must be aware of where we have come to understand where we are. It is only from that understanding that we can chart that course for the future. So Belarus, in this first episode in the series, I spoke about the country itself, a long involved history a group of people having diversity, a group of people that have known the Soviet Union. They understand the story of Russia quite well because they were part of the USSR. They also understand more currently the position of Belarus as an independent state and as still linked to the Russian Federation and its president, Vladimir Putin. I spoke about geography a little bit, the evolution of these 15 countries after the dissolution of the USSR and how they have emerged. Talked about the president of Belarus, 
Alexander Lukashenko. Touched on it only briefly, but brought him into that discussion in the very first episode. Well, the point of that episode really was a couplefold to understand the importance of Belarus in our world by understanding its importance geographically, sitting literally at the crossroads of East and West. Russia to the East, Europe to the West. Divergent views of how people should live, grow, and advance. The difference between East and West. And at this intersection sits the country of Belarus. I also made the point of how politically important it was. Politically important because its leader, the last remaining dictator in Europe, Alexander Lukashenko, has to choose sides. He does this for many reasons, but frequently chooses the side of the East. Now that is not consistent with the majority of the people in Belarus. And I shared that sort of geographic and political experience in that first episode. So the geopolitics are also quite significant. I'll talk about that more in just a minute or two. I shared my personal experience being the U.S. Fulbright Scholar to Belarus, time that I had spent in the country with the people. And this is the takeaway from this first episode as I do this summary for you to remember. As leaders in our leadership journey, we do need to understand that baseline. Fancy words here, contextual framework, right? What's the context? What's that framework? Who are these people? From whence do they come? And you learn that, you gain that context, that contextual framework by speaking to a diverse group of people. Workers, managers, leaders, supporters, challengers. I think that's key. And in your leadership journey, take that away from these series of podcasts on Belarus. Understand who it is you're speaking with. Understand as many diverse of groups of those people as you can and try to do it in an unfiltered context. Not what someone would tell you about someone else, but rather what that person would tell you directly about their lived experience, their circumstance, their goals and aspirations, their vision. I had that opportunity to speak with a wide range of people in many different positions, in many different circumstances in Belarus. In your leadership journey, that will be important. Okay, so I made that point in that episode. I want to stress it here. I do think that's particularly important. This leadership story 
that we're trying to understand about Belarus, as I say in future episodes, is really quite an important tale for us in the United States. I spoke about the free and fair elections, how they came about, how Lukashenko did not provide free and fair elections, and what the role of the United States was as I arrived in Belarus. President of the United States, Donald Trump, and the President of Russia, Vladimir Putin, had agreed to remove the ambassador from Belarus to put in place staff that were in fact Russian. It was an eye-opening experience. Again, as the leader in your leadership journeys, understand who the people are, who the players are, who provides their voice, what it means when they are talking. It may not be the words alone. There may be an agenda. Important to know. And you might say, oh, my life is not this way. Sadly, today, it's important for all of us to have a good, firm footing on the foundation. Who it is that you are leading. Who it is that you will be engaging. It is important to understand. Well, then, I concluded this first episode with some of my experiences in what I was seeing firsthand. Uh, I certainly spoke about the government people because I did, in fact, have direct con contact with, with many people, many senior people. Um, and, and that was great because I learned a lot. I also had people on the streets or in a restaurant, in a store, um, at, a, at a dinner to, to speak with. That was equally important. I also shared my experience as the Fulbright professor at Belarus State Economic University. These students truly, truly were a joy to be with. Their vision for the future, their eagerness to learn, and to learn how to become part of the West, how to do business in the West, how to engage was truly foundation setting. Okay, so there we go. Um, that was pretty much the first episode. So what did we learn? We learned context. We learned understanding. We learned diversity of opinion. We wanted to make sure that we are not just getting filtered, but rather unfiltered baseline information. Okay, um, so there. The next episode, episode 15, I went through a number of axes of investigation. I've talked about this in previous episodes, but I'll do it here quickly. Problem identification. We have to really understand what the problem, what the challenges are in order then to get over to that important part of the coin, problem solving. 
So I looked socially, politically, economically, and militarily at the country of Belarus. And starting off with it socially, coursing, dealing with the reality that the majority of people speak Russian. They identify and communicate as Russian, many of the people. While religious freedoms may be available and many people may practice religion, the president, Alexander Lukashenko, can also bring a halt, in fact, make it illegal to do these things if he deems it not in the best interests of the state. Talk about size. Scope's always important on your leadership journey. How large a challenge am I looking at? Over 9 million people in Belarus. That 9 million people is diverse. From East to West, they go from more Russian to more Western, more Eastern to more Western. There is a sense of us versus them, meaning the people versus its leader, Lukashenko. There is an awareness that honesty versus corruption is an ongoing dialogue with corruption often winning because of the status of its dictator. Things like civil rights and human rights. As we mentioned in the letter from Secretary Blinken, over 1,200 people jailed currently. I went and spoke about Belarus politically. And you might say, well, my organization isn't that way. Well, I'm afraid it is. All organizations have that component. Do not disregard it in your leadership assessment. It's particularly pointed, of course, though, in Belarus, and that makes the point. The point, again, that there are constitutional uh, norms. There are constitutional privileges about human rights and civil rights the practice of freedoms. I make the point, though, that again, Lukashenko has said any part of that constitution can be abrogated and will if he determines that it's not in the best interests of the state. Well, the free and fair elections I spoke about at some length, there hasn't been one in a long, long time. The most current one, widely seen as not free, not fair, and absolutely corrupt. I spoke about the woman who most people determined were the winner, the fairly elected president, Svetlana Siknaskaya, who now sits in exile with the staff. She, in fact, has been nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize twice because she represents the will of the people. In your leadership journey, understand that. What is that will of the people? It's not to say that they may be right, but you have to understand what it is. Okay? To allow the president, Lukashenko, to repress, to arrest people, and to exert autocratic control is a real problem. Lukashenko does it by selling stability, heat, light, work, food, safety. The KGB is alive and well in 
the country of Belarus to this day. So he has a story. That's the carrot. But the stick, jail, imprisonment, death. Militarily, well, there's been an invasion by Russia into Ukraine. I think we all know about that. What has been Belarus's role? And I spoke about that with its president allowing Putin to stage troops through Belarus to bring nuclear weapons into Belarus. And it took the Ukrainians to close down the train line so that they couldn't support those troops. So this was an opportunity to look socially, to look politically, to look economically, and to look militarily at the country of Belarus. In doing that, we learned a number of things. And I'll quickly touch on a model that I used in the episode. Many, many models could be appropriate. I'm not pushing this one as the one, but it makes, I think, important points in all of our leadership journeys, and I hope yours. I used the LPI, the Leadership Practices Inventory, a model. First thing that you should do, model the way. Your conduct, your behavior is viewed and seen by those you lead. You need to model the way. In so doing, it's instructive for others to follow. To inspire a shared vision. Well, each of those words is key and important, and I stress that. Inspire. Leaders should, in fact, be inspirational. A shared vision, not just their vision. In this case, I spoke about Belarus and its dictator, Alexander Lukashenko. He does not share a vision with the people. He dictates the vision. The vision is important. Another key word, though, you need to look forward, not just back, right? Vision, forward. Third, challenge the process. Very important. Again, not allowed in Belarus. People could become imprisoned and do. But those that question that status quo, there's this saying, if it isn't broken, don't fix it. Well, in our leadership journeys, we need to go beyond that. If it's not broken, make it better. Continuous improvement to get better and better by challenging that status quo and improving processes to achieve better outcomes. Fourth, enabling others to act. I spoke about this as well at some length. Leaders have to realize that there is a span of control. You can do a lot, but you can only do so much. If someone has a great idea, let them execute it. Let them bring it to fruition. Enable them to act. And lastly, encouraging the heart. Goodness gracious, something we've certainly learned over COVID is uh, things can be tough but we still have to try to encourage those we lead, encourage their heart to the best that we can. 
All right, so I spoke about the LPI. One, modeling the way. Two, inspiring a shared vision. Three, challenging the process. Four, enabling others to act. And five, encouraging the heart. All important in our leadership journeys to have awareness and understanding of, particularly as it relates to those we lead. I did speak about Doris Kearns Goodwin's book on leadership, and I made the point about listening, learning, and caring. She makes the point that empathy is a key leadership competency. Okay, so then the last episode, episode 16, where I spoke about Lukashenko. And I'll touch on this only briefly because I went into it in great detail uh, in, in the episode. But we have to understand what leadership is. And I went to, to lengths about this and I want to do it again. Because leadership really and truly is about doing the right thing. Doing it regularly. And if we do these right things regularly, they tend to become habits. And that is when leadership can actually be relatively simple. And I made the point better to keep things simple. Well, what happens if you don't choose that path? And this is, of course, the path of the president of Belarus, Alexander Lukashenko. It becomes more difficult. You rely on things like position, rank, title, power, and authority. I made the point in the episode, and let me make it again, these are not leadership. Position and rank are not leadership. Leadership truly is this regular, ongoing, and genuine and authentic effort to do the right thing. That is leadership. I went back about the Constitution and spoke about the conflict between what that Constitution says and what the dictator, Alexander Lukashenko, does. We as leaders must remain diligent and aware. I stressed each of those in the episode. Wouldn't it be quicker and easier to cut the corner, to just say, well, this is it, that's the end of it? Well, perhaps, but that is not leadership. And in the end, it will not prevail. It will cause more problems than it solves. We have to look as leaders and what are the best interests, in the case of Belarus, the state. In case of your journey, those that you lead. So, that was the last episode about awareness, about the people, about the will of the people. And what are you trying to do? Are you trying to do the right thing, which is the leader's journey, 
Or are you trying to advance your own agenda, your own needs, your own desires? Well, that is the case of Alexander Lukashenko. So, I then make the point that is key and critical about truth, about honesty, about the rule of law, about the need to understand those that you serve, the will of the people. Oftentimes there is this quite vocal minority. We have this in the United States. And I made that point in that last episode. It is a loud voice. It is a rancorous voice. It is not a majority voice. It is not a truthful voice. It does not represent the will of the people. But it is very loud and it is very forceful and they do have many followers. Well, I said that this Belarus series of podcasts was a cautionary tale because we see the end result. We see the end game of choosing to go down this path of autocracy, of overturning elections, of not having free nor fair elections. And when you do, in the case of the United States, than to declare that they weren't free and fair. What we call the big lie. Well, the people of Belarus live lies every day. And the cautionary tale is we in the United States may be headed down a similar path. And we must not. It is a question of leadership. It has nothing to do with politics. It has to do with leadership doing the right thing, recognizing the needs and interests of the people. I spoke about many, many examples from gun violence to women's rights to sexual abuse in the Catholic Church and other faiths. We have in many ways gotten off track. We have lost our way. And leadership is what is needed, not politics. Leadership is what is needed to do the right thing. So I bring this series of episodes on Belarus to a close. I think it's critically important that we understand the cautionary tale that the series on Belarus tells us, informs us, about the path that a minority of Americans are on and that role that leadership can, could, and must do to get us back on track. We must not continue to lose our way. Our values, our principles, our country and our people all depend on us. So let's each continue our leadership journeys. Key is doing the right thing.
Thank you so much, everyone. I greatly appreciate it. Talk to you real soon. Thank you all for tuning in. We sincerely hope you will tune in again to the Leadership Works podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell your friends. And, of course, we hope you will subscribe and be a regular listener. Again, thank you for tuning in to the Leadership Works podcast. Have a great day.